Hey, Krista. Hey, Sarah. We're back for season two, baby. Right? Who would have thought we'd be back for another one? I know. We still have so many things to talk about. So I guess I'll see you Tuesday. Hey, Krista. Hey, girl. What's going on? The usual. We are back again talking about all we the things. We are. All the things. Krista, Krista, yeah. Tell us what we're chatting about today. So I think we both thought that it would be a good idea since we just came off of Canadian Thanksgiving and going to like family gatherings and our U.S. listeners are going to go into their Thanksgiving in like a month-ish time and we're coming year end where there's like different kind of holiday parties going on that we thought it'd be a good time to talk about like beauty standards and body image because we're basically at a time of the year where we're basically having to like show ourselves the people that we haven't seen in a year and put on our best face and how as women, cause we can only speak from the experience of women, how that has like positive and like negative and Im- impact. Yeah. Does that sound, sound good? Yeah. It sounds great. I think this is a good topic. This is perfect timing too. Yeah. So what I will say is that what is considered beautiful has changed from when I was growing up for sure in a positive way like in terms of inclusivity and representation when I was growing up the, the girl that was considered beautiful was a girl with the blonde straight hair blue eyes flat in the front and flat in the back I am not and skinny that- skinny skinny yeah right exactly so like like a Barbie right like pin little pin arms pin mm-hmm. legs all of that yeah so with that standard, I obviously grew up not feeling like pretty, but also I wasn't the pretty girl. I was a smart girl. So I, I definitely grew up under a different label. So I don't think that that matters as a girl because we are judged on how we look. But again, now that I'm older and comfortable in my body and seeing how things have changed, it's refreshing to see that there is a different perception of what beauty looks like and that it, you know, it encompasses a wide range of looks and yeah, it's just it's just nice to like feel comfortable in our own skin. Absolutely. I remember when I was growing up, did you ever go into like an Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister and how they had like those models outside mm-hmm. the stores or even like the a picture of the models? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think of yeah. like beauty and like body image when I was growing up. Obviously that has changed, thank goodness, but that is like the picture perfect is exactly what I think of. And I think also what is considered beautiful that maybe we didn't pick up on because I was young, like Abercrombie and Fitch, I was like maybe in my t- closer to my 20s when when that became hot. But what it focused on was being young. And because we were young, like we didn't think that that had anything to do with beauty per se. But as we get, as I get older, at least I'm like, people that are old, you're just like, well, you're, you're an old rag. Like you're, you don't even count. And even to see yeah. that part of it changes as we see like people that are still being able to like be in the industry, even in modeling that, you know, as you get older, you still have like a value because that was mm-hmm. very different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They want the, they always wanted the young blood, but now they want, you know, different ages, different styles, different genders, different whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess also we're aging better. <laughs> Our generation maybe is aging better. So I would say that I have no concept of how old people are anymore. Whereas like before I'd be able to tell you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s. I can't tell. Yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But if I look at like Kylie Jenner, 
She looks like she's in her 30s, and she's still in her oh, 20s. Well, uh, yeah, I know, but we can't... I feel like I can't judge off a celebrity, because I don't know what, like, mm. cosmetic work they've had done. Like, a normal Fair. person on the street, if you were to ask me how old that person is, I have no idea. Because now, we have all these products that, quote-unquote, say... This will, you know, firm your face, make you have less wrinkles, you know, use mm-hmm. your retinal cream, things like that. Like, I don't think they had that 30 years ago. I don't know. I, well, I was too young to tell you 30 years ago what that looked like. But I, I definitely used an anti-aging, anti-wrinkle cream in my 20s because I was afraid of getting old. Yeah. But yeah. now, like, have you seen, like, on TikTok, like, some, like, 20-year-olds, like, step-by-step, like, nighttime to take off their oh. makeup is, like... 14 steps and i'm like i have two uh that's why i don't go on tiktok i'm too old for tiktok number one but yeah like nighttime routine nighttime routine is i wash my makeup off like boop win yeah oh no they do like they do like a step by step and then i'm like oh shoot do i need that probably but also how do they afford that right beauty is expensive yeah beauty is expensive most kids nowadays typically start wearing makeup between the ages of 11 and 15. Ooh. When did you start wearing makeup? Do you remember? That's a good question. Probably sometime like a little bit in like high school. So whatever age you are then. Well, you're a lot of different ages. You're probably like 15 when you start high school. And you're- yeah, but but probably not a lot though. I'm trying to remember. Girls in my... Girls were wearing makeup in when they're like 12 13 14 when i was in school definitely i wore a little bit of makeup when i was 14 like i grew up in a strict household though like i wasn't allowed to wear nail polish i wasn't allowed to like wear makeup so i had to like sneak it oh, i started, I started it. wearing like full face makeup probably like in my last year of high school got it the foundation just like 14 shades lighter than your regular yeah 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 yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then I think back in the day, wasn't it to have like really thin eyebrows? And now mm-hmm. it's really, it's ha- now to have like really like thick eyebrows. Like, damn it. Yeah. I'm not really about that trend of like the lamination of the eyebrows where it's basically like all you sticking up. straight up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't do that. Like Stacy from Love is Blind like really does that. And it's just like, I, it just looks like you brushed your eyebrows up in the morning and then you just like didn't bother to like brush them sideways. Like it looks too Whoops. weird for me. I know, but that's the style. And like, and I don't have, you know, hair that can go this way, but like the part <sighs> in the middle is a style rather than the part. Right. You're old if you do side. the side part. Right. Exactly. And then like all the contouring and the highlighter and the, um, I don't even know what it is. And the, priming is that something and then like the setting mist the setting powder like i don't even like this is this is pathetic i don't even know any of this so should we go through our makeup routines really quick i feel like so that we can like compare sure okay go (laughs) okay go (laughs) i can go first Um, okay i can go first no 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 it's fine it's fine i would say like day to day what i wear every single day like concealer a little bit of cover-up I always do my eyebrows. Oh, what does it? What does doing your like, eyebrows uh, entail? Oh, like uh, using like the eyebrow pencil. Okay. And then I go. But if I'm like, if I'm going out, then I'll do yeah. like the whole thing. I'll What's do the, the smoky thing? eye. I'll do the eyeliner. I'll do the eyelashes. I'll do the blush. I'll do the lipstick. But there's one thing about me. Mm-hmm. I always have my nails painted. 
That's just like one thing about me. I just, I always have them painted. It just makes me just, I just love it. I just love it. What about you? What's your daily makeup routine? Uh, Quick question about your nail polish. Do you do your own nails or do you go to get your nails done? I do my own nails. Nice. Yeah. I used to. Sorry, speaking Mm -hmm. of nails though. Yeah. Like, have you seen the trend of like the super, super, super long nails? For sure. But that's been around for a while, the super long nails. I feel like yeah, Car- and it's like Cardi B has been rocking that for a few years. Valid. And I feel like Khloe Kardashian rocks it as well. And I'm sure other people rock it. But like, how do you do anything when your nails are that long? You just, yeah, you, you have to like adapt. Like sometimes when I have my nails long, not that long, but if like my real nails grow, like I can't open a can of pop which i don't drink very often as it is like so but i have to open it with yeah. the side of my finger like i can't do it with my nail because my nail will rip off yeah I have to, like, no. yeah uh, yeah like yeah. yeah how are you those are questions they've been asked like how do you go to the bathroom with long nails like how do you right yeah a valid 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 i don't know I-, I can't get on the long nail trend i don't know like i'm, I'm just officially too old for that yeah what's Back your to makeup, routine? makeup routine So I will say that I was a slave to makeup ever since I started wearing makeup. Like I I felt like I couldn't go out without makeup. So I always had makeup on no matter where I was going, what I was doing. Since the pandemic, when I went remote and started working from home, I stopped wearing as much makeup, even for like work meetings where I'm less like Mm -hmm. once in a while I would put it on if it was like a special meeting or I had to like present, I would like do some makeup. But in my day to day, I was like, no, like, I'm not clogging my pores to go on this meeting. Yeah, it's not about what I look like. It's about my work. So I stopped wearing makeup. Now that I have to go back into the office, I wear makeup again. So my routine is sometimes I put primer on, but most times not. I definitely put a moisturizer mm-hmm. on. Yes, def- of course. Of course. Yeah, definitely put on a foundation. I definitely put on a concealer. I don't do my eyebrows because they're pretty thick. They don't need like lining, really. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely putting on the little blushy blush. I'm definitely doing the contouring to like blend out my foundation because my face isn't all the same color. So I got to like blend that out a bit. I'm definitely putting on lipstick. I'm definitely putting on eyeshadow. I'm definitely putting on mascara. Yeah. Boop, boop. That's Sometimes good, the that's setting a lot for a daily. Yeah. 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 It takes a long time. That's, good. that's why I don't do it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's why I don't do it. Do I do find sometimes if I'm feeling really anxious about something, the repetition of just doing a makeup sometimes does calm me down of like mm. going through the routine of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's crazy because I, I remember during the pandemic when, you know, people were a little less scared and like going to stores and shop. It was so nice because especially in the winter in Canada, you know, you would have your mask you know, above your nose. Yeah. And then you would have like a hood on or like a hat, like, you know, by your forehead. Yep. So at that point, I was like, I don't need any makeup. No one's going to see me. Exactly. That was the best time where you're like, it literally, it like, maybe it a was. little concealer so that my eyes don't look so scarily dark. But it was like, yeah, literally, nobody knows what I look like. It was no, truly. It was yeah, actually it was great. It was freeing, except like I couldn't breathe under the mask. But aside from that, it's just like, yeah, I can't breathe, but I don't wor- I'm not worried about not feeling pretty. Yeah. Fun fact about me when i go home to like my hometown city because i grew up in the suburbs but i've been living in toronto forever at this point i don't wear makeup when i go out oh why don't why is that i don't know why i just i don't care and you know i am gonna run into somebody from high school or elementary it is a given because a lot of people still live there in the area but i really don't care what they think i look like or don't look like for some reason Mm. 
You're just I'm, past that. Yeah, I'm past that. But in Toronto, yeah. It's rare that I would go out without makeup on. Got it. But it's crazy because even on TikTok, if people like make videos, they have these filters. Have you seen mm-hmm. them? They're called like the beauty filters. And you you don't need to wear a stitch of makeup because they have these beauty filters that will literally like put like fake eyelashes on you and eyeliner yeah. and blush and con- like they will do everything and you will look like a, like a vision of gold. Like you are breathtaking and it's a friggin' filter. Yeah, they just ripped that off from Snapchat though. But yes, Snapchat yeah, is- they, the, they have different ones. Like it's crazy. Snapchat was the originator of faking beauty like hardcore. So like people- People to this day still use those filters as their like pictures and like people complain about it now where it's like, I don't know if this is a real person or a filter because you're right. Yeah. Like it'll put on the eyelashes. It'll give you smooth skin. It'll do all these kind of things. You can do yeah. it on your regular phone too, even. Oh, I'm sure you can. I'm yeah. sure. Do you know what my favorite thing though is? No. Tell me. If you need to get your makeup professionally done. So let's say maybe you're like in a wedding, like you're in a wedding party. Mm-hmm and you you get your makeup professionally done and then after you like look yourself you're like i am flawless oh i you oh chris is making a face you don't like that i i never i've been in a wedding before but i never got my makeup professionally done for it i did it myself i went one time to get my makeup professionally done at like a makeup counter or something and i hated it so much it turned me off to the whole experience oh never mind yeah so i'm not i don't know if i like it or not because i don't think i've had it done Okay, so how often do you have that happen that you love getting it professionally done? Is it just, you've written a oh, lot of weddings? literally like three times, like three times in my entire life. Uh, but you just feel so nice after because you're like, I definitely can't do this. Right. You just feel so glamorous and you're like, oh, like take all the pictures, please. I look like picture perfect. Like right. you just feel so pretty. Yeah, I could see that. Because obviously I don't do that in my normal life. So it's so nice to just feel so but- beautiful. Does it feel really heavy? Like, do you feel like you're like washing off like ton of makeup at the end of the day? Uh, at, the, at the beginning, it feels quite heavy. Like your eyelashes, like the whole deal, it feels heavy, mm. but you get used to it pretty quickly. Got it. Yeah. Since we're kind of talking a little bit about social media and beauty standards, I did want to bring a little stat into the mix because yep. we didn't have social media growing up. So the, the beauty standards were just in like magazines and what we saw on television, but we weren't bombarded with it in the same way because we weren't interacting with those medias on a daily basis like when people are interacting every day on snapchat on tiktok and all of the other things so a survey by common sense media in 2018 found that 80 percent of 10 to 18 year olds in the united states reported using social media frequently so i think it's just important to highlight that because they are going to these same social media places that have all the filters and seeing other people's pictures and posts with those filters, but they think it's real. They think that these people really look like that. And some people get to your earlier point surgery to look like the filter, right? Like they're getting the extensions, they're getting the lip injections, they're getting the Botox, they're getting the fillers, all of those things so that they can look like this, I don't want to say cartoon version of themselves, but sometimes that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I do have another stat on Photoshop. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah. A survey conducted by Glamour magazine found that 60% of women believe that retouching in magazines and advertisements was either rare or non-existent. So not only, yeah, exactly. So not only as kids, you're bombarded with these visuals of what you think is beauty, natural beauty, but also as we get older as women, we still believe it. We still believe that Hmm. in the picture, there was no retouching done. There was no, you know, they didn't edit it. They didn't put a filter on it. They're like, no, this is how people regular are. So then that's 
stays in the back of your mind being like, don't add up. How do I No, no how do way. I get there? No way. I definitely don't believe that. Of course, if it's in a magazine or if it's anywhere or if it's on a celebrity's Instagram, they have touched that picture oh, up yeah. so freaking much. And people have like analyzed the picture and they're like, no, you can see they're bringing in like her waist here. You can see that they're like smoothing out her face here. Like, of course, like oh, it's, that's it's wild, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that is wild, wild. Now I find I'm just looking at like the picture to see where I can determine the the touch up. Like when I was young, I believed that everything I saw was real. And my mom would be like, no, that person has extensions in. That person has a wig on. It's been retouched. I'd be like, no, it's real. It's real. And she's like, no, it's not. Yeah. But then as you grow, have grown up, you've realized that (laughs) no, people will do those things and make themselves feel good and make themselves feel beautiful. Like one thing I can't unsee now is... I realized that the Kardashians wear wigs because a few seasons back, I was like, why does Mm -hmm. their hair look weird all the time? Their hair always looks this weird texture, stringy, kind of sits weird because they were known for like glossy, sleek, pressed, straight hair. And then all of a sudden, like it's like this weird wavy texture. It's kind of flat. It's not kind of flowy. They all wear wigs now. No. Yeah. There's this picture or meme or whatever of Kim with her natural hair when it was blonde. It's damaged, it's thin, and it's stringy, and it's short. That was when she's blonde. Her hair may be like a little healthier now, but it's just like they're all wearing wigs. That's why their hair looks so, with the exception, I think Courtney probably has her natural hair, but Mm -hmm. Chloe and Kim are wearing wigs. And it's like, but oh they're making gosh. you think it's a natural hair. Like, oh, why can't I do my hair blonde like like Kim? And then it like it's not like falling out. It's like because her hair did fall out and she has a wig on. Right. Oh, my gosh. Mm. See, that's terrible because I don't know. I think because they have such a high power on in society and on people, like, I know they don't want to be honest and tell people we have wigs, but like yeah. little girls or little you know, kids are looking up to you, be like, I want to be just like them. I want to look just like them. But it's like, you know what? They don't even look like themselves. <laughs> That's the part of it that's like more challenging. It's it's admitting to what you've done. Like they don't admit to having like BBLs. And it's just like your waist was never that small. And your butt was, you know, for Kim, it's like, okay, her butt was always a little bit on the big side. But your butt didn't look like a diaper back then. Like you, you have to admit that you've done something to reconstruct the shape of your body. Same thing with Chloe. It's just like, you had a flat ass girl. All of a sudden you got this badonkadonk, like stop. Or how yeah. Kim- and I think, I think uh, Kylie for the longest time said, oh no, I don't, I didn't get lip injections. I didn't get mm-hmm. lip injections. And then like over the past few years, she's like, yeah, okay, I did. <laughs> well, she even just admitted in, in a couple episodes back she, that she, that she got a boob job. She denied that for a long time too. Oh, yeah. yeah come on. It's like, not even they can live up to their own standards or Kim doesn't still to this day doesn't acknowledge that she had a nose job. It's like, girl, you've had many noses. You've had nose jobs. I think that's just, you know, that's in the industry. That's the norm. There's a lot. Almost every celebrity has had like a nose job. That's an actor for sure. So it's just like, that's just accepted. It's like, don't like act like you just grew into your face or something like that's. It's not, it's not setting a good example. And you're, you're, why do you like, you're a liar. Uh, Right. Just be honest. We're not going to be like, oh my God, she's, she admitted she got a nose job. It's like, yeah, okay, we all knew. Okay, cool. Well, some people will still do that, being like, how, like, they, oh, you don't accept yourself for who you are. Shame on you. It's like, 
anything, at least you know every night you've been honest to yourself. And it's like, people are going to say what they say regardless, but like lying to my face about it? Like, stop. Truly. Truly. (laughs) Trying to see if I have a stat on on something. (laughs) Like... Definitely beauty standards have changed and there's more inclusivity, but also like there's more fluidity as well in terms of like representing age and representing genders. And now there are more, I don't want to say genders, but now there's more inclusivity in terms of like the LGBTQ plus movement and, and that being also something accepted. Mm -hmm. But speaking of like representation, like, Mm -hmm. you know, along the lines of makeup, I would say in the last, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there, five years, maybe, maybe seven years, the makeup industry has been trying to be inclusive of all uh, skin tones and skin colors. Right. I think Fenty Beauty, which is Rihanna's, I think, were they one of the first that came out with like a wide range of different colors for everyone? I mean, like historically, I'm going to say no, but in our generation- Maybe the most popular one? Uh, yeah, in our generation, I'd probably say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there was always, you know, 20 different shades. But then re- really, she yeah. like amplified it and did like 120. Well, because there needs to be that many, right? Like, not everybody exactly. is some, some version of a peach tone. Like, I'm not. Like Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a yellow, olive color on my best day. Like, there's no makeup that was going to match me growing up. And that was also part of the challenge. But I think Mm -hmm. industries have realized that there is money to be made because, you know, people of all diversities have money to spend on these said products. So a Nielsen report from 2019 said that the U.S. market for beauty products that cater to a diverse range of skin tones was worth $25.5 billion. So a lot of money. Exactly. It behooves you to invest in having like a range of options. Truly. And that's, yeah, that number is continuing to grow. So companies are definitely starting to expand more. I think a study from 2019 at that point had showed like a 34% growth in including more inclusive, bigger range of like products and skin tones. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even carried into like the fashion industry in terms of different models. That's definitely looks different. Mm -hmm. All different shapes and sizes and ages. Absolutely. And backgrounds, which I think is also great because you're representing everyone. You're not just representing one, you know, 1% of the population. Sure. And I I think we're not saying this to say that like somebody unhealthy should be glamorized and both like the skinny, you know, probably suffering from a, a mental health illness to like somebody who is obese and has like really strong health concerns, but it's not everybody's going to fit into one box. So it, it's important for us to be able to see versions of ourselves in media. Like not everybody is going to look like the cookie cutter version. So people want to spend on products that are for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That reminds me of when they came out with the new Ariel movie, like the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. movie. And the main star was a person of color. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Like, why haven't we thought about this sooner? Because all of the trolls on the internet said that mermaids couldn't be that color. As if mermaids are real. Yeah, there was a whole thing. It's like, there was a whole hashtag movement, like, keep Ariel white or something like that. And it was like a whole thing. 
Oh, I did. I did not see that. Yeah, it was. It was. People were trying to stop the movie from being made because of it. They were up in arms, being like, "Why are oh you? Gosh. Why are you trying to make like? Why are you trying to make this character something that it's not? It's always been this." And it's like, okay, I. I get it from one hand, but then like you really got to look at your bias there where it's like you don't you want to see yourself as a character. And it's like because you as this person who is is not, you know, a minority or a person of color, it's it's strange for you to see that because you're like, this is not what I'm used to. And it's like, yeah, but the reality is we all look different and mermaids are not exactly. real. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I tried to watch that movie, though. It was pretty boring. I couldn't watch the whole thing. No disrespect. Oh, I haven't watched it. So I cannot, I cannot say. But kids don't know the difference, right? They're just watching a movie where they're seeing this, this girl who dreams of having legs. And, it, you know, kids are too young to make a differentiation of like, oh, well, that, you know, that doesn't look like me or look like me. Like, and there should be more education and awareness around that, that, we, that yeah. people are going to look differently. And those differences are also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, going back to makeup. Yeah. Can we just talk about how every celebrity has their own makeup brand? Well, like I lose track after like after a while. Like who doesn't have their own makeup brand? Truly. Like everyone and their mother has their own. They they came out with their own makeup brand. And I'm just like, what? Makeup and liquor. There's JLo. JLo has. Makeup brand and liquor. It seems to be go hand in hand. I don't think uh, I don't think Rihanna has a liquor yet, but give it some time. Give it some time. I feel like Ariana has a makeup brand. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez, uh, Haley Bieber, Kylie. Like I feel like Kim. so many. <laughs> Kim. Like oh my gosh, people. But on the flip side, Chloe, who doesn't have a makeup brand, has her Good American line, which caters to all sizes. So, yeah. And and then Kim has her Skims, which also all sizes and all um, diversities, because she does all her palettes are originally neutral, so it's like different skin tones. Yeah, yeah, which is great. That's good. They're doing something good with you their power. Something? Yeah, you said something that reminded me of something else, but I can't remember now. Everybody has a makeup brand. Oh, not related, but related. One person I really love watching on YouTube is Bethany Frankel, one of the former housewives of New York City, because she does these. Mm-hmm. She's she's stinking rich, right? Like she's like disgustingly rich, but she does these videos. <laughs> You're yawning, Sarah. Am I boring you? Don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, she does these videos where she does these drugstore hauls and compares like her high end makeup to like wet and wild or l'oreal yes. and then she and she gives you like the real scoop on like this is good or this is trash for both sides yeah so she'll yeah. be like i bought this at dollar tree it was five dollars it's amazing oh my goodness i this love is that be- because yeah. that's relatable for people you exactly. know rather spending ninety dollars on this concealer you can spend six dollars and it does the same thing like yeah, that or better i want to see right yeah. exactly oh i love that i love that does she still have what's her she's alcoholic um no, beverage does she not have, oh, she has, oh, she yeah. have any more skinny yeah, yeah. girl yeah i thought you were gonna say that she was an alcoholic no she she has skinny girl but she sold it to right. a, a company so i don't know how much she promotes it or like she has skinny got girl it, salad dressings it. and stuff but yes. oh wow Skinny Girl Margarita, I think, is what she trademarked. It's like her signature drink. I think she has other cocktails, too, now at this point. I don't think I've ever seen them in the liquor store, but to be honest, I've never purposefully looked for them either. Maybe she has a rosé? I don't know. Hmm. We need to come out with a makeup line and a liquor line, Sarah. We're in the wrong business. 
Well, I th- that's tricky. I feel like makeup is tricky. You, you need to you need to know the right people. Mm. You need to build a brand that people that has like a, a loyal following to be able to basically market yourself as monetizable. So yeah. these celebrities Absolutely. have millions of followers, so of course it behooves a company to pair with them for like beauty or marketing purposes because those fans are going to buy the product. It's merch. Oh well, yeah, look at Kylie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at Kylie Jenner when she like launched her like lip kit and it sold out in like minutes. Yeah, because yeah. she has a following. Though at the time her following wouldn't have been that big, so that seemed seemed a bit sketch. But I'm not going to get into that. But now <laughs> she's like, yeah, just use this lip kit and your lips will look just like mine. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not going to make lips that don't exist, honey. You need to take a trip to the plastic surgeon and then do the lip kit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a trend that I wish would go That's away funny. is the overlining of the lips where you see all yeah. these stars, like the liner is like over their actual lip line and then they put on their lipstick and it's like, Ugh. and then in pictures it looks fine. But then when you see them in like interviews on camera, you can see that their lines are overdrawn and you're like, this looks crazy. Yeah. No, like thank every- you. Everybody needs to look like Betty Boop. Like what is happening? Or Jessica Rabbit. On a positive note and on a stat note, since we're talking about inclusivity and, and the more positive change that the industry and social media is made of just like showing more aspects and having more representation of everybody. On Instagram, the hashtag body positivity, which beauty can kind of come into, right? It falls under that. Had over 17 million posts in like September of 2021. So there is there is an underlying movement that's pushing, constantly challenging the narrative of what is beautiful and what we need to do in order to look beautiful. And I think it's important to highlight that. Uh, that's interesting. That's a lot. That's a lot of posts. That's a lot of hashtags. Yeah. And knowing that we talked about like how influence younger kids are based on like their activity on social media. There was also a 2019 study done by Common Sense Media that found that 40% of US teenagers had seen positive images about their body image on social media. So that's also something to call out that's in a way. Good. We're seeing like, yeah, we're seeing positive change. So it's not all dark and dreary and fillers and botox injections <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> one other thing i did want to well i'm going to just highlight it a little bit but i know that we want to keep this moving in a positive direction is that the 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 downside to social media is that there's like a phenomenon of compare and despair so we always want to find ways of balancing out like what we're being influenced by i think as parents i'm not a parent but that you know really taking a an interest in your kid and what they're kind of consuming social media wise and having conversations to help build up whatever self-esteem is being torn down by what they're viewing because there is that compare and despair phenomenon like I definitely went through it being like Mm -hmm. why don't I look like her and I was like this is not real I mean granted she was giving me like the knowledge and the truth I wasn't willing to accept it but I think that those conversations need to still keep happening I had a stat and I lost it give me a second Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that, you know, talking to your kids. It's like that video of like, I feel like it's like a mom and a little, little girl, like two or three year old. And the little girl's talking in the mirror and the mom says like, okay, repeat after me. I am beautiful. And then she's like, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am smart. Like, it, like it's that, like you have to, you know, teach your kids that whatever's going on, you're still all of these things. Have you seen that video? Isn't that a scene from the movie The Help? I, it might be, yeah. And then it went like kind of viral on TikTok, like I feel like a year ago. Yeah, and then like people kind of like made it their own. Exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, affirmations, I mean, we talked about this in like finding happiness episode, but they, those are impactful and important. Like what you tell yourself about yourself, you believe, right? So it's important that we're encouraging ourselves not to continue to do behaviors that have, don't have like positive repercussions. Like if you're not healthy, you shouldn't just be like, I'm okay, I'm fine. Like it's like, no, it's like you are worthy and you need to treat yourself as such and do the things to get you Mm -hmm. to where you need to be. I can't find my stat. Oh, I did find it. The company or the soap or the beauty product Dove. I think we both saw Mm -hmm. this growing up. They had like the self-esteem project of like helping little girls build their self-esteem. And I think, I, you know, workshops, I don't know how much they market that or actually do that now. But I think part of the reason why they created it is that they had done a study or created a report and it was by the age of 14, they found that 55% of girls avoid activities they enjoy because they feel self-conscious about their appearance. Oh, jeez. So it's important, like, it's all of this is intertwined. Like, uh, beauty standards, makeup, being pretty, looking pretty, body image, they're all hand in hand. And the way that we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves matters. And it matters from an early age because then there are some things that we won't go forward or try because we're afraid of how we're perceived just on the physical. Yeah. I mean, I know I have times where I'm scared of like how I'm going to be perceived, not so much now on my physical, but on like my skill, right? Like, and I have to be like, it doesn't matter what people think. And they're going to think what they mm. want to think anyway. I shouldn't let that stop me from doing what I need to do to get ahead. And I think that those conversations yeah. need to be happen more of like, we just, we got to lean in. Well, as a mom of a six month old, seven month old, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going through the opposite of that. I'm going through that. I hate my body. I need to change my body. Mm. How can I make myself prettier? Like it's tough, but. I guess it happens at different ages as well. So you're talking about as part of like your postpartum journey is like trying to feel like your old self. Yeah. And embrace the new identity of like a mom of two. So you're you're not even like a new mom. You're like a a tenured mom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's hard to accept, you know, your new Mm -hmm. um, body and your new clothes and your new... (laughs) your new quick makeup routine (laughs) well yeah that's i think that that also needs to be called out too that as you get older or go through life events that certain aspects of the routines change and you you don't expect that so there's that adjustment that's just like even going through puberty or like getting boobs and like there's these all these different events that happen for women and men too but i can't speak Mm -hmm. on those where it's like this is an adjustment this is something beyond my control totally exactly like getting acne or something like this is not i don't control my hormones mm-hmm. totally. pregnancy but we acne. all go through it mm-hmm. exactly i know for some women i know during, I, uh and you can let me know if i'm wrong during pregnancy they develop mm-hmm. like rosacea where their skin some like, people do yeah yeah like d- not within their control yeah. no you're just like creating like human life your body doesn't mm-hmm. really care about you Literally, like it's a parasite. That thing's a parasite inside you until it, until you evict it. It's just like it affects yeah. your beauty. Again, another completely different episode. But it's like we really need to talk about the things about pregnancy that they don't talk about. That I found out by proxy years later that I would basically grill my mom on. Where it's like 
you, what do you mean your bladder can fall out of you or your uterus? What is that? Like what? Mm-hmm. A prolapse? What? Why don't they yeah. talk about this? Or the first time I learned that your all of your teeth could fall out. Like those all impact the way you feel about yourself as a woman over something you can't control, which is like growing exactly. the baby and birthing the baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, some people after, you know, you have stretch marks, mm-hmm. your skin is not like it used to be. So you just have to accept your new body. Is there anything that like has been a positive <laughs> since pregnancy that you're like, this was something I had to worry about before, but I don't now? Like, uh, I'm not going to call it the person directly, but somebody in my life who had babies used to have like really bad cramps. But now since having a baby doesn't have like bad cramps anymore. So that was like a positive upside. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think my like pain tolerance has uh, increased. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can like, uh, you know, go through childbirth twice, twice, yeah. I can uh, pretty much <laughs> I can handle this. Headache. I can pretty much accept. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I can't think of anything specific, though, but I'm sure there are things. Mm. Well, a pain tolerance, I think, would definitely be one. I do believe Mm -hmm. that moms have antibodies that help them from, like, not getting sick all the time when their kids are sick. I do believe in that. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who was around my nephews a lot who would be sick and would get sick as a result and then see my sister just living her natural, regular life in full health, like, I do believe that that's a real thing. Too funny. That's too funny. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up in our conversation i think we touched on a lot i don't think so i think just beauty standards has changed throughout the years like we've already discussed yeah Um, and i think it's continually going to evolve and going to change but no i think we think we've touched on everything what what about you yeah i think i think we've 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 touched on the major overarching themes and to your point like Beauty standards will continue to evolve, continue, hopefully in a still move in a positive direction. Representation will just become the standard and the norm. And at different points in our lives, we, we struggle with body image based on things that are, you know, beyond our control. And, but affirmations matter. The way that we talk to ourselves matter. The way that we treat our body matters. And from a mental health standpoint, I think as we get older, we should also create our own boundaries around social media to, you know, to curb our influence as a result so that we can you know live a life of contentment that's not based around what we're seeing is like the right look of beauty exactly well said um well do you want to wrap it up krista yeah i I think i just did so um (laughs) as always follow us on all the socials and let us know what you think we post great content in every podcast episode description there's links to all of our social media channels so you can follow us and comment talk to us we talk back as well we put questions and polls at the end of every episode because we want to hear your feedback on how you think the episode went and share your stories as always and i think that's it so until next time sarah i'll talk to you next week i'll talk to you soon thanks for listening Bye. bye